Hey guys, you're listening to God Within Her Podcast with Regan and Michaela, and we're so glad you're here. This podcast is a discussion about worldly topics and how to navigate them from a godly perspective. Stay tuned. And thanks for listening. Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of God Within Her Podcast. As we usually do, I am Michaela, and with me is Regan. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My beautiful, gorgeous co-host, Regan. And Hi. Guys, today is a really, really special day because we have a co-host on this podcast. Give it up for Leah Gazowski. Yay! Hey. Oh my gosh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we are so excited to have you on today's podcast. I mean, when Regan and I, when we talked about these episodes that we wanted to do with Relationship Check, we talked about like our season of singleness, we talked about dating, we were like, oh yeah, definitely Jensen. And then we talked about marriage and engagement, and we're like... We both like kind of like looked at each other. And was like, Leah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So, oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you. That's awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored that I was thought of. Yeah. That someone would think of me for something like this. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I don't take that something like that lightly. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that are listening that know Leah, now. Leah is the type of person that whenever she talks, you can either relate to her or you can learn from her, which oh, so I sweet. love, which I love those type of people that like, I can either like, yep, I'm right there with you or I can learn something and like apply mm-hmm. it to my life. So that's, wow. and so that's great. Seriously. What an honor. <laughs> that's like the nicest thing someone's ever said about me. Now. Stop. <laughs> sweet. I'm like sweating. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I think I had too much coffee today, so I might be. I also might be sweating. It's okay, we'll all sweat together. So, Leah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Wow, yeah. So, um, I guess I I think the important, the facts, the important facts are um, I am actually only 23 years old. Um, even though sometimes I feel like I'm like 27, sometimes I feel 17, there's really no, there's like no definitive thing there. Um, I, uh, was raised in the church and, you know, at some point in my young adult life, like middle school, high school, wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you actually came back, um, to Jesus and having a relationship with him in college. Um, and yeah, basically, um, I like I just told Michaela and Regan that my husband Rob and I are now the city campus pastors at our church. We're super excited about that. Um, it's terrifying. It's a huge responsibility, but it's gonna be amazing. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, my husband and I got married in uh, actually April after four months of engagement. Yeah. We were supposed to get married in June. Um, but COVID happened. Yeah. We decided, like, screw it. We're just going to get married. Let's, we're ready. Um, our marriage mentors gave the okay. We're like, bet. <laughs> so it's like, say less. We're doing it. So we got married, and now our wedding is moved to December. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but in terms of marriage, that's kind of like our – that's where we are right now. We're four months in. I love it. And I did too. And the fact that you got married, like, in the middle – like, you were in the thick of COVID. Oh, Yeah. yeah. 
everything had just oh started. God. I remember seeing you, like, hearing about it and seeing posts, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, that's so awesome because I feel like everyone was just just getting into quarantine and everything, mm-hmm. and then, like, mm-hmm. your marriage was just such a light in that dark time. Oh, it was like yeah. people are still, like, getting married and, like, doing those things. It was just so awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. loved it, too, because I feel like a lot of people, like, they completely moved, like, their their whole everything. Like, not only the reception, but the wedding. Mm-hmm. But, like, just seeing you guys say, you know what, we're going to do it. Like, we're in the middle of quarantine, we're in the middle of COVID, but we love each other, and we're going to make this, like... Yeah. It, it was just, it was, like she said, it was just beautiful. Definitely yeah. a light. Yeah. It's definitely something we will never forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... And honestly, it was the best decision we could have made because there was there was so much less pressure on us. Yeah, um, it was intimate. It mm-hmm. was it was like this is us. Mm-hmm. It's about us. It's about Jesus. Yeah. It's about our commitment to each other and and Jesus like being the root of that. And so it's um, we know that. I mean, it kind of sucks. Honestly, we didn't get to have everything as normal, like normal yeah. honeymoon, normal, you know, like sex on the beach after you get married <laughs> experience. <laughs> Um, we'll eventually help that, hopefully. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. Just, like, what has come out of that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Sex on the beach. <laughs> you but guys deserve really it. Hey. We deserve it. <laughs> like, seriously, talk about anything on this podcast. We are a yes. hot podcast. Humble, open, and transparent. <laughs> love that. So, <laughs> I love it. So, Regan, do you have anything that you want to add? Or, Leo, do you have anything you want to add before we hop into these questions today? I think that, I think the only thing I want to preface with is that, um, in like, there's so many things around marriage. And, like, I just want to preface with I'm not an expert, <laughs> obviously. Rob and I have only been married for four months. Um, so, I'm really in no position to give, like, specifically like marriage advice on like oh, years of all these struggles because we haven't had them yeah. um, yet. I'm sure we will. Um, but I will say that um, because, I guess because Rob and I have experienced, both of us have experienced traumas and past mm-hmm. hurts, specifically in relationships, sex-related things, um, that like this is something we're both very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I implore whoever's going to be listening to this, to come into listening to this with such an open mind and open heart about like your per- like what is about your perspective of marriage and sex and marriage and all these things that um, you would specifically be open to whatever God is gonna speak mm-hmm. to you um, and if there's something that you hear that you're like I want to know more about this like implore you to seek that mm-hmm. um, because like. I don't know. It's just such a big thing, and marriage is like idolized. Yeah. Yes. Um. And and it's like why? <laughs> um, so, I, so not 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 like why in a bad way, but just like people don't actually know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's idolized, and so I just want to open with that. Um. For anybody listening, just have an open mind and open heart, and understand that this is actually like a really intense, very sacred thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. And get your get your note books and yeah your, get your notebooks ready <laughs> get it out because you're gonna be coming like, in hot <laughs> <laughs> leah is coming with the heat <laughs> so, you guys can't see me right now but i'm dancing <laughs> <laughs> she is she is that's good too <laughs> so the first question that we had was um why was it important for you to decide to wait until marriage so this is actually hilarious because okay 
Um, both me and my husband were sexually active um, before we had our walks with, with uh, before I came back to Jesus, before Rob met Jesus. We were both sexually active. Um, long story short, um, basically like part of a big part of my story, my testimony is sexual promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a period where I was dating women um, and I was sexually active with them. Um, with women for a few years um, and then men after that and basically I said when I came back to Jesus that was like one thing that I think it was like months like four months after I went back to church and I was like feeling it I'm like yes Jesus I'm back I'm ready to grow I'm ready to do this I just want to love you and know you God was like okay but you haven't given me your sex life yet Mm -hmm. um okay like you think you gave you think you're good but you're not good there's still something else and so that was kind of like when God broke my heart for um why I wanted to wait Mm -hmm. um which so so I guess I'll preface with that is that before the reason why I decided like at that point to I wanted to wait was because I started like before I even came to know Jesus like, came back to him, I actually realized that sex in my relationships was, like, altering the way I was viewing the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, it was blinding me. Because there were just multiple people that I was with where I'm, like, if I would not have been sleeping with them, I honestly, like, I don't even know how long we would have lasted. We actually probably never would have dated if the sexual act was not involved. And, And I just realized, like, I almost, it was almost like an experiment. It was like, I wonder how much different this would be mm-hmm. if I just didn't have sex because I wanted something deeper. I had already experienced like what I thought was meaningful sex. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I just want to see. And it was totally not rooted in anything faithful. It was just, I'm noticing a pattern and it's not healthy, um, which is crazy because like even that was God like yep. grabbing my attention. It's wild. But then when I came came back to Jesus... I just like um, I read this. I read the book Swipe Right, which is um, gonna be one of my recommendations if you're reading this. Write that down. The book Swipe Right by Levi Lusco, and it's basically like this conversation he's having about sex and dating and marriage and romance. And I read this book and realized, like, oh my gosh, I no one has ever talked to me about sex like this. Mm-hmm. Like no one has ever told me. They just said don't do it. It was right. never like here's why you shouldn't do it. There was no why behind the the thing. It was just this like taboo, spooky, <laughs> dangerous. You yeah, might like, get pregnant. Don't talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. You will get pregnant and die. And like, <laughs> it, it was such a like disgusting thing for so many people. Mm-hmm. But me as a child, I was like, oh, I want to know what this is all about. Yeah. Yep. I'm a curious kid. No one's ever told me. I didn't even have a sex talk. Yeah. From like my parents, and um, so I read this book, and I just realized like, oh my gosh, I want to honor God with my body. Um, and I want like him to be glorified in my body and I actually like want to trust him with this. So that was like the baby steps. Um, and then I, that became, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to have sex with somebody until we're officially dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that worked out terribly because I was like dating these guys and like we ended up never actually dating. So we never had sex and just like fizzled out. And then I had this moment like revelation where I'm like, if I'm going to, okay, but if the goal is to just date to find my husband, basically, like, I had the mindset of, uh, my mindset changed to the next person that I date, I would like to be so intentional with that I want, I would like him to be my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be that intentional. Yeah. Which means, one, you have to be very picky. Yeah. And you have to have a lot of standards for who that person is going to be and who you're going to let in your life. But that also means that I'm like, if I'm going to, if it's going to be that intentional, it's like, 
why not just wait to have sex until marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of just happened naturally. Um, but really what made the decision for me was just, one, I had experienced, I had our, like in my mind, I'm like, I've already experienced sex. I want something, something real. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a real connection. I want, I actually want to trust God because I had a moment where I asked myself, like, am I really trusting God the way I say I do mm-hmm. if I am out here like giving myself to different men if I'm out here just like dating any guy yeah like yeah. where's the trust in God that I say I have if I'm not actually acting on it by saying like God I actually trust that you're so good that you're gonna give me a husband who loves me and honors Ooh. me yeah um and so when I decided that I was like I'm gonna fight for this I'm gonna fight for my marriage and then it became so um so prevalent in me that it was like when I would explain it to other people, it is like, I love my future husband so much that I don't want to do anything else mm-hmm. to, I've already done, and I've already, ha- I have enough baggage. Like, I don't want to do anything else mm-hmm. to, to create a potential issue or a potential hurt or a potential, like, thing that me and my husband have to deal with and heal from. Um, and I just love him that much. I'm going to wait. And, Yeah. It's kind of the... <laughs> okay, so I guess we are really coming with the true fire today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I wanted to say, isn't it crazy that God put like that seed in your life before you even realized it? Yeah. Like that you had that thought of, like, I'm going to wait until I find something real. Like, I wonder yeah. what would happen if I didn't have sex. Like that God mm-hmm. put that in your life and you didn't even realize it until... Oh, yeah, I had no idea. I thought I had, like, the answers. I was like, I know how I'm going to get a good man. I'm going to get my respect that I deserve. Meanwhile, it was just like, no, God was creating in me. Like, it's time to actually set standards for yourself. It's time to fight. Like, it was almost like an introduction. Like, God was preparing my heart for, like, I'm actually going to show you who you are Mm -hmm. and how valuable you are. Mm -hmm. Like, to me. And I was just like... When it, so when it happened, I was like, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't yeah. ready for this to happen to me. I think a lot of people needed to hear what you just said. Yeah. Um, wow. And, like, the openness of it all. Because I think a lot of people, they, they have this mindset of, like, oh, okay, I'm just going to wait until I'm, like, officially dating somebody before yeah. I can have sex. But like you said, uh, there's a lot of people, myself included in the past, it was like, God, I trust you with everything in me. And he's like, okay, give me your sex life. And I'm like, like don't have sex with this guy. I'm like, um... <laughs> I don't know if that was meant for me. Like in past relationships, like God was like, all right, if you really trust me, give me this. And I didn't. And now I'm not with those people anymore. Thank goodness. Exactly. Yeah. It like falls apart. It just doesn't, there's nothing fruitful to it. And I guess, I guess it's also important since we're talking about waiting. So Rob and I decided, my my husband and I, when we were dating, decided to save sex for marriage because we're like, we want to see, we want to do this God's way because neither of us have ever done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we we made it almost a whole year before we had any slip ups. I'm like so That's, proud of that. Yeah, but we Crazy, did have yeah. yeah, but we did have slip ups. And I guess that I guess it's important for me to share this because I think people people who who are Christian or who have they have like this perception of Christians where like oh the wait is easy and it's fine and when you get engaged everything's fine and then when, like there's no. Um, it's like easy to wait and like even the most holy people never struggle and it's not true yeah. and like actually mm-hmm. um so leading up to our marriage 
Um, and this is like, Rob and I are so transparent about these things because like people need to know the truth of like, even the people that you think have it under control don't have it under control and Mm -hmm. need accountability. Yeah. Yep. Um, so a couple, a couple months before we got married, like around our engagement was when the temptation got really bad. Um, and we were like definitely going further than we should have been, um, like more frequently than we ever had. And literally, I think it was like end of March, beginning of April, we had one night where we went like so far and we had sex, okay? So Rob and I actually did end up having sex before our wedding. But the next morning, I felt, oh my God, I felt so ashamed. I was like, we are so close to the finish line. Like, yes, it's amazing we made it this far, but like we could have done this. Like yeah. We, yeah. we suck, like I, all this condemnation. So he and I went for a walk and we had this real conversation where we, we looked at each other and we were like, we need to get married. Because one, we knew we had, we knew we were going to move the wedding and we're like with quarantine and us being alone this much, we were just honest. We were honest with each other. We were honest with God that we were like, we can't survive this quarantine. Like we, we are going to fail. And it's almost like now that we did it once, how are we not going to do it again? Mm -hmm. And so we, we had this very real conversation of like, we just want to make sure that we're not rushing into this, like just so we can have sex. Like, are we actually ready for this? And so we talked to our marriage mentors about it and we were just kind of like, listen, we don't want to be people who pretend like, oh, we're saving sex for marriage and we're great at it. And then we know, you know, and then we slipped up and we just kept slipping up, but like God will still bless us and it's fine. We were like, no, we messed up and we want to like actually honor this, the God's design for us mm-hmm. and just be obedient. So we're like, we're going to do it. And then literally two weeks later, we got married. You did it. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were just like, we felt so convicted in it that we're like, we can't, we can't pretend that we can do this right now. Yeah. Like we need, we like, we know we're getting married. So why not? We're ready to do it. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm and do all the partying later because we we just we don't we're like we don't want to mislead people yeah 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 wow that's crazy I didn't know that but yeah. I think but I think <laughs> it's so good that you guys had that conversation with each other and that mm-hmm. you were like we you can't do it like mm-hmm. you have to put God in the middle and you guys definitely did that and that's very honorable too. Wow. <laughs> it is. Because you're right. Because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we're waiting until marriage. Like, it's perfectly fine. We have no issues ever yeah. at all. But Meanwhile. Like, yeah. When right. they're alone. And, they're <laughs> and then it's late at night and Netflix and chilling. Hands hands are moving. Yeah. It's Se- heating up. <laughs> Sex scene on the movie. It's like, <laughs> Exactly. Like the, just the transparency of it all. It's just like, that helps me in my walk too. Yeah. You know, you yeah. sharing that. I mean, we try to. I always hate saying it because I'm like, it almost like to admit, it's almost like you hate admitting mm-hmm. because of the image people have of you especially when, like, you're a quote-unquote, like, lead, like, leadership position. But it's, like, it's almost like it gives us insight, too, because it's, like, if we're leaders and we struggle with this, mm-hmm. imagine how someone who's just now dating, like, yeah. just got in a relationship is struggling with this. Like, yeah. it's not it's not like it's unique to people who are new in their faith. Like, it's everybody. Like, we all mm-hmm. deal with temptation, yeah. and we're all going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for people who are new in their walks, like, it helps to know that the people they're looking to for guidance, like, have been in that situation and can mm-hmm. talk to them having been in that because then they're like, okay, like, if you can do this, I can do this. And it kind of gives them, like, 
more, mm-hmm. I feel like, motivation. And also, like, you're the people who pretend that everything's okay and they don't ever have issues and they just hide it all, like, they don't get better. Like, nothing gets better mm-hmm. if yeah. you hide it. Like, those things yeah. need to be brought to light and you have to admit that you have these struggles before ever, anything can ever improve. Mm-hmm. So right. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly. so right. You have to bring them to light. And, and like she said, too, like, looking at you as a leader in the church, like, I would feel more comfortable coming to you knowing that you have struggled with that versus mm-hmm. somebody who's a leader in the church and just acts yeah. like they've never experienced any. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, sin, don't know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <never. laughs> sex has become such a, like, that's the thing, though. It's become such a taboo thing right. whether even even for married people to talk mm-hmm. about it right. sometimes but it needs to be talked about because it's like it's happening god also created it for so it's like for we need we yeah. yeah for marriage we need to be talking about it yeah. and we it's actually if anything we should be more transparent about it than we are in our struggles because like people if it's like if people don't know and i'm not saying put your business out there for everybody i'm not saying that i'm not saying like everybody should air their dirty laundry <laughs> Yeah, on a podcast or on Instagram, or whatever, <laughs> like oh, I went through this, but like in conversations with people, that's why it's like that's why your testimony is important yeah. because mm-hmm. it's like you don't know what person is also going through this sexual temptation, this struggle to to save sex or marriage that like you guys could hold each other accountable, you yeah. can do life together, like you don't know what that what what doors that can open for people. Right. Yeah. And I've always felt too, like just to piggyback on that, is that if you don't talk about those things and have transparency and like in the godly perspective, then you look at the world for your answers. Yeah. Too. That's which, so true. That's so which, good. Which like you said, like our world is just so perverted when it comes to sex. Your mind can be so incredibly distorted. So that's kind of like why we wanted to start this specific series, like especially about sex, mm-hmm. to just like open up that dialogue because it's so important. Yeah so important i agree yeah so next question when um you were engaged to your now husband were there any bible verses or like books or anything i know you said books but like were there any bible verses that you read to help you stay strong in your waiting yeah um i did like i said shout out to the swipe right book i read that when i was single and i also recommended it to rob when we started dating Uh, amazing book read it every young person a young adult should read that book so definitely that one um, honestly, I didn't read any, he and I haven't really read any books together. Um, in terms of Bible verses, I feel like the things that really, um, and honestly, it's like interesting because there's like really no, there's no like Bible verses specifically about waiting yeah. to sex mm-hmm. for marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like the verses that show you this is what God wants marriage to look like. Right. Um, this is how he designed it. But I think for us, like, all of those passages, so, like, um, the passage, I believe it's in Ephesians when it when it talks about wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. It's kind of like we would read those, and, and there's just so much weight in there. They're so they're, – they're verses that people sometimes read, and they get misconstrued, they get a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they are so powerful and just this beautiful, like, um, this is – this is what my design is for it. And I mm-hmm. think for us, we relied on like passages like that, but also just the passages that talk about like greater the plans that I have for you, like yeah. plans to give you hope and prosper and, and all these things, like verses like that, verses like um, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, the things 
like that God has for you, like things like that. Um, just because I think for both of us, we came into it knowing we're going to date intentionally. Like, you know, if we, we're going to hang out, if we like each other, we're going to date. If dating goes well, we're going to get engaged. If, enga- if engagement goes well, we're going to get married. And we kind of had this perspective of if at any point one of us or both of us feels like this is not it for us, we're not, like, we feel like God does not want this to happen. We're not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Um, so for us, it was honestly kind of, I think the biggest struggle in that was just kind of viewing each other like that. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to say, like, when you're dating somebody, like, I want to marry you, but I might not marry you. Yeah. Especially when people, like, have this kind like, fantasies and... Um, all these like idolizations of marriage of like romance and not realistic expectations of what marriage is going to be like like it's going to be amazing once I get married all my problems will go away (laughs) and I'm complete and for us we were just very realistic about how much work marriage is um so really there's no I don't think there's one specific bible verse that I honestly could point you to um it was just kind of like just trusting the promises that God had for us whether they were related to marriage or not just like mm-hmm. over our lives and tr- and and honestly like viewing the other as a child of God before we viewed them as our boyfriend or girlfriend or our fiance. Yeah. Um, because it's like I want to respect you and honor you before I do anything else. Yeah. Before I before I think of you or entertain you as my husband or wife. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Sorry that I don't. I'm like I wish I had. <laughs> I, thought about it, I thought about it. Thought about it early. I was like I really couldn't tell you which Bible verse. I mean, like in that season, yeah. it was yeah. just like a lot of praying and a mm-hmm. lot of um, just trusting God to, to to speak to us and listen to to make us less stubborn to what yeah. He wanted us to do. Yeah, in our relationship. Yeah, I really like hearing how you guys were just like transparent with each other. Like, okay, we're in this stage. If we like this stage, we'll go into the next stage. Because I feel like I needed to hear that, especially because. Um, there is, I feel like it with Christians, there is that idolization of marriage that like, okay, once I'm married to this person, everything is going to look like this. We're going to have like this white picket fence. It's going to be beautiful. But that's, I mean, marriage is hard work. It's like the goal. Like the goal is I want to find somebody to be married. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people needed to hear that because like I said, it's very idolized in, in, in Christianity to find somebody as soon as you find them get married and then like worry about everything after the fact but you guys did like you guys did it in a really good way i'd like to think so i think we tried we tried our best (laughs) (laughs) um one thing i was gonna say was that um just in dating looking at your significant other as a brother or sister in christ really shifts your like view and perspective of who they are when you're dating them because I think it's really easy to look at them and be like oh like I love you and I want to marry you and all that stuff and not first see them as a brother or a sister and when you view them that way that changes things a lot you know Mm -hmm. yes it does (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I just looked at this picture of Josh because I just texted I was like ooh my brother but you're right you have to look at your brother right (laughs) well because you also have to face the reality that like and and this is like on this is like I don't know I get a list of reasons why I would encourage anybody to like save sex for marriage. Um, now that I've like ex, you know experienced it outside and experienced it inside, um, 
But it's almost like you have to realize when you're dating somebody that like like as and it's always like you want to leave somebody better than you found them right, right? Mm-hmm. like that's the goal is like i don't want this to end in like a crazy breakup where i'm leaving you with all this trauma and all this hurt because as christians we are supposed to love like jesus and there are ways to like healthily lovingly compassionately leave a relationship sometimes it's difficult yeah but it can happen um and it's almost really difficult to think of somebody as like if I don't, it's almost like you have, you kind of have to be like, if I don't, if, I, if I'm not the one that marries you, I don't want to, I don't want to come in between. I don't want to do anything that's going to like affect your future relationship with the person who is supposed to be right. your spouse. And that could be like, let's say if Rob and I would have had sex and done it a ton of times and then now we have some kind of emotional thing now that makes it like, you know, really weird. <laughs> really weird yeah. between us and we can't ever be friends and creates all these things and let's say we break up and he but either of us go on a date somebody else now we have like another person that we that we have one we have memories of let's mm-hmm. just be real you have memories of having sex with that person now mm-hmm. and, and you're carrying that with you like I don't I don't think we understand that whenever we're going into like a marriage we're actually taking all these things with us and it's not it's not a condemning thing it's just a it's just a uh, repercussion of our actions it's yeah. like we're taking that with us that's that's a part of our experience and a part of our testimony and we're going to carry that with us that's really good cuz you're right like you want to leave people mm-hmm. better and it's definitely hard mm-hmm. especially oh, you know <laughs> considering like whenever you look at like why you broke up or you know, sometimes people hurt you so bad and you're like, I want to hurt them just as bad as they hurt me. But, it, yeah. <laughs> so the next question is, what is something that isn't discussed often about marriage that should be? Um, so I would say what is something that isn't discussed is honestly just like what it really, I think what like really happens in marriage. Because <laughs> honestly, like what, sex is really important. We put so much emphasis on sex, but like, when you're married, it's actually not that much of your relationship. Um, and it's a great tool, um, but it's not the only thing you're doing. Yeah. And it's and it's important to like know how it's a tool and know how it can be helpful in marriage, but it is not the only thing you're doing. So it's almost like we, we bend over backwards and go through all these lengths to like justify having sex and doing it wherever, whenever before marriage. But then when we're married, you realize like my sexual compatibility is actually only so important in my marriage. Yeah. Like it's important. God wants you to have good sex. And it's actually amazing that you get to have it in that context and experiment with one another and create your thing. But it's not the only thing you're gonna do. And actually all the other things about the marriage are just as important. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, I guess let's say it's really simple. It's a really simple answer, but it's just that like, you got a lot of other things. If like the only thing you're worried about is is sex like I just want to get married just so I can do this you are in, you're gonna be in for an awakening <laughs> because there's, there's a lo- like life happens yeah. and and, so, and honestly sometimes you get so busy you don't have time for sex you have to make time for it and then right. who knows when you have kids and then now you have to cut your time in half again it's just <laughs> th- like there there's a reason there's a reason why God wants in that context and it's important to know that it's not the only thing that your marriage is about mm-hmm 
I can't help but laugh though because whenever you said it, you're like, marriage isn't like the most important thing, or like, or sex isn't like the only thing that you do. Last week when we were talking with Jensen, last week I literally said this. I was like, because I've heard it in um, the fantasy series with JP at Watermark. I love the porch. Yeah. So in that, he talks about how sex is probably less than one percent of your marriage and Michaela goes well and I was like Michaela does it have to be though can we have like one more percent like at least can we have can we yeah can we like one like five times a week will that bump that up (laughs) but that's what I mean like you're doing so many other things that you need to be prepared for and working on with your boyfriend girlfriend before you're actually getting married so mm-hmm. yeah because like mm-hmm. sex is good in marriage but like like you said life goes on you still got a mortgage yeah. you gotta pay you still got a job you still got and kids, physical like, attraction there's a high potential it's gonna fade yeah mm-hmm. so yeah like, right. like just know that like we <laughs> just said a couple, a couple episodes ago sag yeah. and back things sag yeah. and back <laughs> <laughs> me too so, oh that's so funny but true <laughs> Okay, the last question. I'll do. I'll do one more question for us, and then we'll hop into the questions that our viewers had, which is really good. Um, what is your number one piece of advice you would give young adults, based on what you've learned so far in marriage? Yeah, I would say like probably like three different groups that I would say. I would say for single people who are young adults, I would say use time wisely. Um, right now, like we think we hear the word calling, like this is my calling, Mm -hmm. but the reality is you're actually like called to a lot of things in your life. And like, if you're single right now, you're called to be single. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, yes, if you want it to be some, if you would like to be married, God sees that desire and he'll probably honor that desire because he's a good God and he wants good things for you. And he knows who you are and he made you. So I don't think he'd withhold that from you. That's something you want, but that doesn't mean like I'm single. I'm just gonna sit around and like one day when I'm married, this is when all this will happen for me. Yeah. It's no, you're called to single witness right now, and you can actually get a lot of things done for for the kingdom and win a lot of people to Jesus. There's so many things you can do in that time mm-hmm. that you might not have that same time when you do get married, and especially when you have kids. And it doesn't mean you won't still do things when those seasons happen. It's just going to look a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your singleness is this beautiful time to learn you. It's a beautiful time to like really fall in love with Jesus and to learn how to trust him and to learn about who you are in him without anybody else being attached to you. Like your relationship doesn't define you. Your boyfriend doesn't define you. Your husband, it's you. It's literally you and God. And it's this beautiful season. So just focus on God if you're in that season and ask the gifts that he wants to pull out of you and the things that he has for you, like, that's your time. Build really godly friendships with women mm-hmm. and men, like godly men, and just enjoy that. If you're dating, find a godly, um, a God-fearing, however you want to word that phrase, uh, married couple to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen, what I've experienced and seen is that, like, a lot of leaders don't feel comfortable like if you let's say like Michaela you and Josh are like if you guys are saving sex for marriage 
the amount of leaders who are like, like some will be really bold that are close to you and will be like, so tell me, how have you guys been dealing with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. How have you guys been handling temptation? What's been going on with you guys? And a lot of people won't do that because they haven't built that relationship with you and don't, and they don't know how you'll respond to mm-hmm. it. And that's actually going to be really important. So if you are a, if you are a dating couple and you are trying to follow Jesus, find somebody, even if you're not, even if you're listening to this and you don't believe in God, whatever your situation is, still find a couple to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Just do it. It's going to be amazing. They're going to help you with conflict. They're going to help you with all the things. And hopefully, if, so, if it doesn't work out, they'll help you through that too. Um, and if you're married, man, premarital counseling, if you're engaged, is amazing. I highly recommend it. And if you're married, like, I would actually say continue to see your marriage mentors. We do it. It's a blessing because the first year of marriage is usually the hardest. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of transition happening. And in, we're meant to do community. We're meant to do life together. And when, when it's just you and your husband or you and your wife, it can be very um, difficult. Like, sometimes it's nice to have that outside perspective of people who know your relationship. They know you. They love you. And they want to speak into you and actually help you build a marriage that is healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that marriage counseling because I think a lot of people, when they think about marriage counseling, they think that they're going because something's wrong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that's not that's not true at all. You should go to keep things right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So that's really good, and especially the. You know what? You just have good advice. <laughs> just period. I'm learning so much from you. Oh my god. I'm like while you're talking, I'm like looking back at my single life. I'm like. Yeah, I should have been doing that. I should have, been I doing should have that. too for a long time. For longer than I was, I should have been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. I'm like, dang, I wish I could go back. Not really. I love you, Josh. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we hop into the questions from our viewers, do any of you have anything you want to add? Not me. No? I'm good. I'm ready I to hear. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready to hear what you guys have to say about these because these are really good. Again, thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, guys, for sending us these. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're amazing, and we learn so much from them, and we hope that you do too. Um, so the first one is, I would love to hear about premarital sex and some loopholes that people have created. Oh boy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think my favorite, and I like, I literally wrote this down because I have said this before. <laughs> I've heard it so many times. Is like. You know, I don't really think I'm going to wait till marriage, but it, it's okay to have sex as long as I love the person and they love me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, now that I think about it, I'm like, mm, but how do no. you know that they love you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, will they stay? I'm just, I have so many questions. Yeah. Yep. about that <laughs> I've heard that too and I've definitely said it like oh, I totally pl- said it <laughs> I plan on mar- I plan on marrying this person anyway so it doesn't really matter no. if we have sex now oh no but I've it's heard like that one too. yeah <laughs> it's like the more you learn about God I've also heard okay if we're gonna get like get real really, let's if do we're it get real that having a different kind of sex doesn't count yeah, because you're not because you're technically not losing. Your okay, virginity. but mm. if we think about it, it's okay. <laughs> Regan's like, okay. okay. Um, She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, first of all, simply, real, real. It's called mm-hmm. oral and anal sex. Sex. Like, yes. Sex is in, in the name. The name. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that that's considered okay. It's, it's not, not a loophole. It's really not. <laughs> 
It's not okay. Yeah. Same thing. Should not be doing it. No. Should not be doing it. <laughs> keep it keep it out of any hole. <laughs> I think uh, another another one I hear sometimes in like even in in moments of um, husband and I's weak moments some moments of weakness, it's really easy to get in the mindset of, oh well we're engaged already we're basically married like we know we're gonna mm-hmm. get married. So that's a big. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people will fall in that, and now you're so far in it, how do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. How you do don't, you, yeah. How do you, you, like, you're in, you're in the hole. Yeah. You're there, literally. <laughs> <laughs> in the, sorry. You're literally in the hole. <laughs> That's so big funny. yikes. But, but you're, you're right, because it's like, you do it, and you're engaged, and you're like, well, we're engaged. We might as well. And like you said, with you and Rob, it's hard because you already did it. You already know how it feels. How do yeah. you turn back how from that? How do you that? turn around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, we were like, we were like, flee temptation. Jesus, we're getting married. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. We don't want any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did it the right way. <laughs> so the second one, can God still bless my marriage, even if I haven't waited until marriage to have sex? All right, so I actually this is this is a this is kind of a heavier one, mm-hmm. um, I think. So the short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Like g- God is God. I agree, yeah. God can do anything, and God loves you so much that He will redeem you if you if you're honoring Him and you are at running after what He wants for your life. He's going to redeem you. Um, and I think that, like, so so like I said, Rob and I are very transparent about like the things we've struggled with sexually the things that um, even emotionally we've struggled with. And even in moments that we've slipped up, God has forgiven us. Um, anytime that we slipped up, we would have a conversation after and be like, let's talk about why mm-hmm. this happened. How mm-hmm. did this happen? What, what are ways we need to create boundaries or adjust our boundaries or, or put our foot down and actually stick to our boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like even, even though we slipped up, um, God has really blessed us for that period of time that we were not having sex. Yeah. Um, and so, but I don't, but I always hate saying that because it's almost like if people hear me say that, like, oh, they slipped up, but God still blessed them. So then why wait? Yeah. And I'm like, well, let's, I just want to be like very clear in saying that like God, yes, he redeems anything, everything that's who he is. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of our sinful actions on this earth. Right. And, like, it's it's almost like, okay, well, then, oh, well, what's the point of, you know, the salvation? Isn't everything new? It's like, yes, you're a new creation. Whenever you come to know Jesus, you accept him, you're a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, you are called to hire. You can now walk in righteousness. You can walk boldly in faith. All those things. It's amazing. But... For example, both Rob and I, we had sex with other people before we got married, before knowing each other. Mm-hmm. We deal with those consequences in our marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it was Michael Todd or someone else that said this, that like anything else, anything, any, basically if you've experienced sex outside of marriage, it was sin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like now I think that, that was I'm, Michael Todd. I think it was him. Yeah, it was fire. No surprise there. Always. <laughs> Always. That's my, that's my guy. Okay. I love that. But him. now that I'm married, I actually do see the impacts mm-hmm. of of the things that I did when I was single or when I was with another relationship with people or like, or like the seasons that I was watching porn and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And so we still deal with those consequences. And so specifically like while God, so it's almost like, 
um, if you're somebody who, this is the best way I can put this, I feel like, so someone can understand. If you're somebody who was previously sexually active and now you've decided to give your sexuality to God, you're like, I'm gonna wait and save it for marriage. That period of time now is a period of healing. Mm-hmm. So from the moment before meeting Rob that I decided I'm gonna give up my sex life to God, and then when I met Rob and he decided to do the same, that period of us dating with not having sex, like that was still healing. Mm-hmm. Like we were still healing in that period. And while God forgave us and and he's still like working in us and, and he still loves us when we slip up, those moments that we slipped up stifled our healing. Mm-hmm. It slows it down a bit because you're opening a, you're opening a wound that hasn't even fully healed yet. So now you're actually messing with your own healing process in that. And um, not to say that you won't ever be healed because now that we're married, I believe God is still healing us. It just means that before we were married, like I remember there were times we'd go too far and then all of a sudden I noticed myself like being weirdly insecure about some things. And what I realized is that, and that's why I love, Regan, what you said about how like it doesn't matter like if it's like penetration sex, Mm -hmm. like what we think of as sex. It's like anything that is sexual, there's like a side of you that this person mm-hmm. is now seeing. You're, you're, you're vulnerable with them in that moment. That's a side of you that is like not like anything anyone else usually sees. Right. Like that's an intimate thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and like for me, whenever I started showing him those parts, I actually felt really vulnerable in other ways that weren't sexual. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that I wasn't ready for him to see me naked. And not physically, like emotionally, but if yeah. like I wasn't ready and I, and I immediately like felt ashamed in different ways that I shouldn't have felt ashamed. And I was like, why am I feeling like this? And I realized that it's because I'm actually not fully healed from some of the things I experienced. And now I'm actually like, that is like stirring up things in me that had, that, that were not meant to be stirred up. Mm-hmm. And so when we got married, now not only do we have to deal with how do we create a sex life together and leave out everything that we've known before? And now on top of that, we also have to deal with the things that we did together before marriage. So it's like a double thing we're dealing with now. And there is healing in it. God's going to heal it. We can still create our, like the sex life God wants us to have. It's going to happen. But for some people, their stories can be much more detrimental mm-hmm. um, depending on what you're doing, how you're playing around with that stuff. So like, yes, God can bless you, but be wise. And, like, know that even if you are, quote-unquote, committed to this person, like, that is still a very sacred and important time that you're growing together and learning each other. And you're still called to honor God in that. Like, and honor each other and honor each other's bodies mm-hmm. and each other's purity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. That's powerful. <laughs> That's good. And I think, yeah, it's really important to look at, like, the consequences of your actions, but also, like when you are honoring God, your reward in heaven for honoring God is mm. tenfold, hundredfold so of your reward on earth. So when you do mm-hmm. honor those boundaries and what God calls you to do in a dating relationship, like yeah. you do receive blessings and reward for that and mm-hmm. even more so in heaven, which is yeah. a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. He honors obedience. He really does. Yeah. Like, he sees it. He sees the effort that you're putting in. Even if you do slip up, he sees your heart, and he sees, like, I, like, I knew you were going to mess up. Yeah. It's yeah. not new to him. Yeah. Like, he knew he knew you were going to slip up. Yeah. It's not surprising to him. Yeah. 
But it's like, what's what's the remorse that you had after? Was it just like, oh, we did it. Now we can just continue to do it. Yeah. Or is it like... What do you do with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's good. Okay. Um, so the next question we have is, I want to move in with my boyfriend to avoid possible divorce. How do I prioritize my beliefs? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I Sometimes when talking about certain things, I... If you're listening right now, I'm not insensitive, I promise. I am just, I have become a really straight shooter <laughs> with some of these things. Because, like, I, I, have, two, I have two things here. <laughs> um, one, what are your beliefs? Because, like, if you, like, honestly, the, it's really simple. If you want to prioritize your beliefs, do not move in yeah. with mm-hmm. your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, just being real. Um. I lived with my ex-boyfriend before my husband, um, and I will tell you right now, the chances of you not having sex with somebody you're living with that you are dating are, um, <laughs> man, if you're, it's almost like if you told me you did it, I might accuse you of lying, and I yeah. need to know, like, yeah. how, how did you do that? So I guess, the, like, the first thing there is, like, what actually are your beliefs, like, are you somebody, are you, are you, are you trying not to sleep with this person and how much are you going to commit to actually following what God is calling you to follow? Because if, if that is what you're trying to do, I'm telling you for like, for your, for your well being, mm-hmm. for your emotional, mental health, spiritual health, it is not a good idea to live with somebody before you're married, especially as a Christian. Um, cause also you, you, you should not be giving each other like husband, wife privileges when you're not married. Mm-hmm. Yes. That can be very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. This person is not married to you. They have no concrete, um, commitment to you. There's no covenant there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really difficult for both of you to not give in to temptation. The other thing, <laughs> um, as I'm curious to why, I'm really curious to why you think moving in with, um, your significant other will avoid a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mm-hmm. want to like, I don't know, like what are you, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? When, I think that I'm like, is there something deeper there? Maybe yeah. that's a different discussion. When I, I don't know. First saw this question, like I honestly was just kind of confused, because if you're already thinking and worried about there being a divorce, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. are you dating this man? Yeah. Like, why? Right. What concerns? Red flags? are you seeing right now that are leading you to think that you are going to be divorced? Because like that is a huge thing. And mm-hmm. I don't think that living together is at all like a band aid That's just going to let that that's fix. A, that's a red zone. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so that's right. what I'm confused about is because if you currently with your boyfriend right now, see possible divorce as a thing in your future an option (laughs) yeah like that is concerning and I don't think that that is healthy yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and like you said living together it's not like a band-aid if anything uh, I mean I I just I I, I just thought of that as you were saying that but it's almost like uh, I think like because we're talking about sex it's all, and we've said a lot about like the the good things that come out of waiting, mm-hmm. but like you will not know until you are married 
the fruits of waiting for sex with your spouse. Okay, Mm -hmm. like you will not know. Yeah. And the the purpose the the reason why sex is supposed to be reserved for marriage. There's many, but, but one that specifically speaks to this situation is that when sex is inside of marriage, you realize like. You realize that, sorry if anybody on this podcast just heard a giant woo in the background. I don't know what my, hus- <laughs> I don't know what my husband's doing, but he did something. And a he's, agreeing. Like, yeah, he's, he's agreeing, agreeing with you. He's like, the room. Yeah, but, but so the, one of the beautiful things, one of the beautiful tools that sex can be in marriage is that, and trust me, being in quarantine as a newlywed is tough. We are yeah. navigating personal space. We're f- freaking navigating like, crazy transition it's easy where it's easy as you live with somebody to get very critical of them and to get really frustrated and as you're learning someone's living habits Mm -hmm. there's a lot of tension there and the beautiful thing about sex and marriage is that it actually like so as you as you have sex with your spouse it softens your heart to them Mm -hmm. and it actually makes you like gracious towards them Mm -hmm. so that way when all those other things are happening that frustrate them it's almost like this physical like it brings you together in this beautiful way where you don't look so much at their imperfections. And it's it's like, for this specific situation, I feel like I need to say that because what's going to happen if you're living with your boyfriend before marriage? And I'm speaking specifically, whoever asked this question, if you're a Christian. What's going to happen is you guys are going to get really annoyed with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're going to like really frustrated you're going to learn living habits. There's going to be fights amongst you because that's what happens with all couples. And you're going to have sex. Yep. If you're a couple having sex. And what's going to happen is that sex is now going to blind you mm-hmm. from all of the things that, like, there could be something about that person that might be a huge red flag and now you may never see it yeah. timely because the sex has literally blinded you and softened your heart to them in a way that that. You, you have, it's almost like you, you weren't, you're not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And you're making these things happen. There's a reason, like God is a God of order. And there's a reason why he has these things in place. Because when it happens, his way, it's like, wow. Like, thank you, God, for sex. Now, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not as frustrated with my husband. Now I just like, oh, right. I just want to be with him and experience him. But when it's not in sex, that can happen. And that's why so many people in relationships get blinded by sex. Because it's doing its job, and it's doing its job in the wrong context. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, like, that's so good. That is so good. Yeah. I can definitely, I, I needed to hear that, like, five years ago. Like, 21-year-old me. <laughs> Same. Because it's so true. Like, you, you move in with this person, and you get very critical of the things that, that they do. Because, I mean, it's two completely different personalities living under one roof. And you use sex almost as like a crutch you do kind of you, you, it, you justify it you justify all the behavior yes. it's like well it's or okay or then it becomes i don't want to leave them because what if i never like now we've had sex and the sex is so good or what if i never find anybody else mm-hmm. yeah like this person and honestly i i don't know if this is actually true so like take this with a grain of salt but i i feel like i remember reading that sometimes living together can actually increase the chances of divorce because what will happen is people will live together and they become believe me i've been married for four months and i can tell you even in four months it's really easy to become complacent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just be like i live with this person we're just here we're busy Mm -hmm. and not be intentional about loving each other and sitting with one another and praying together and spending time together it's really easy to become complacent 
So it's like when you're living together, like you, you'll become complacent and then who knows, maybe you end up living with them for so long and maybe like, maybe you actually don't want to marry them, but you guys have, it's almost like you've been living there for, you've been doing it for so long. It's like, oh, we've already had this milestone. Why not just get married now? Yep. Might as well. And it's just like, hmm, some people that works. Others, I'm like, like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's very true. Dang, you were really speaking to, like, I'm sitting here looking at my past relationships, like, oh, I needed this. It, it just saves you so much, it saves you so much heartache. Yeah. Yeah, You're these so are, right. so it's funny, it's so funny, because I think the only reason that I know any of these things is because I did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. I did everything wrong, almost. The only thing I did right, the only thing I did right was when I got in a relationship with Rob, we we committed we like did our best to try to actually genuinely commit that was the only thing that in the past like other than obviously coming to back to church and all those things but like sexually wise mm-hmm. in in actually like honoring and respecting my body and myself and god and god's god's like you know i am his masterpiece my i'm not actually my own i didn't actually start thinking that way until like three years ago but your stories also show like how important having a relationship with Christ in the middle is how good that can be it can be so good you're gonna save yourself from so many so much dumb stuff that you just don't need to experience yeah. mm-hmm. who doesn't yeah. want that yeah like, who doesn't want that yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and then the last question is oh, so good um, I want to stop having sex with my significant other, but I'm afraid that they will break up with me because they are more sexually driven than I am. Advice? Oh, boy. <laughs> I love these questions, honestly. Like, I just, I love this. These are the, these are the, the good things. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'll say is, um, I mentioned that Swipe Right book, and the reason why I talk about it so much is because it actually, it actually taught me about, like, intentional dating. And very specifically, like, what, you know, how to create, like, your values Mm -hmm. and standards in a relationship. And so um, for anybody who's in this situation, um, I want to ask you the very first question. Like, there's some things I think you need to think through before just, like, finding an answer to that of, like, what should I do in this situation? The first thing is, like, does your significant other love Jesus? Mm -hmm. And I love the way Levi Lusco puts it in his book book because he literally says notice that I didn't say like does he go to church sometimes or does he like sometimes participate in whatever thing like does he love Jesus Mm -hmm. does he like actually have a relationship with him is this something that he's passionate about and honestly I think all of I think honestly the answer to that question will determine a lot of things for you and I think the second question is, how have they responded to you if you've asked them or expressed to them that you want to stop having sex? Mm-hmm. Um, because the reason I say this, honestly, I would go so far to say is if the answer to the first question is no, your significant other doesn't love Jesus, and you are in a position where you're starting to grow in your faith, and you're like, oh, I'm changing and I want this for myself, and they're just like, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have that faith in Jesus like you do. I would honestly say, I think it's, I think it is valid for you to break up and leave that relationship. Yeah. Um, because honestly, I just don't see that going anywhere. That's going to be easy for you yeah. as you're growing in your faith and, and you know, missionary dating is not healthy. It's not recommended. 
Um, you can't change anybody. That's God's job. You're not their savior. Um, and if you're growing in your faith, you're going to need somebody. You're going to want somebody who's also on that same race with you. Yeah. It's going to make life so much smoother if you have the same value. So I would say that that warrants a breakup right there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I don't know, and talk to them about it, and they're like, yeah, this isn't this isn't what I want, I would say it's it's valid to leave the relationship. I think that if I think that if you talk to them about stopping to have sex in your relationship, I think that response is also really important. I had an ex-boyfriend where um, we were on and off for so long, it was really unhealthy. And as I was coming to know Jesus, I decided I wanted to try to stop having sex. And I knew that this guy like did not have a relationship with God and honestly didn't want to. Like it was not something he desired at all. I already knew that. So the answer for number one for me was absolutely not. He does not love Jesus. But I was like, I wanted to make it work so badly. Uh So I was like, I Mm -hmm. asked him, I'm like, what do you think about us stop having sex? Like, what if we stopped? And his response was just like, that's ridiculous. Like we've been doing this for, for, we've been doing this. And you're just gonna like, we're just gonna stop. And I literally was devastated because it was like in that moment I realized this is not it. Like we are not good for each other. We can't give each other what we want. And it was really hard for me to accept that. But honestly, once I did, we were both so much better off. And I think that that warrants a really, um, I think you should have that discussion with your significant other. I think that you should pay attention to their response. Mm -hmm. And, And when they show you what their intentions are, listen to them. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy, that's a heavy question. But I think mm-hmm. you're definitely right. Like sex is such a heavy topic and a heavy thing in a relationship. You can't have one person in and one person out. Like it has mm-hmm. to be a mutual decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You learn that values, values are honestly so important. Like it really is reckless to just be like, I'm going to date anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you're cute. I want to get to know you. It actually is very dangerous yeah. uh, as a Christian. It's very dangerous because you could be, you'd be playing with fire and you could end up leading someone on. Yep. Or you have you have this situation where, I mean, if you're already in the relationship, it is hard because if you're already in the relationship and you're coming closer to Jesus, now what you have to do might be harder uh-huh. because now you have to give up this thing that you've spent so much time building and you, you created like that, that emotional soul tie with that person. Yeah. And I think just my personal experiences and past relationships, because like I've brought, I've brought that up to exes before, like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe we should stop having sex. What do you think? It's, and in all of the relationships that I brought that up in, I was the one that, like, gave in. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was always, okay, well, we can continue. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's not going to impact anything. It's just one time. Right. But it really, it really, really hurts. And I think it's important to have two people that are, that are both like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to work on this together. Instead of one person begging the other person to do mm-hmm. it and them not understanding where it's coming from, it's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that was a heavy question. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness! So we actually answered all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you guys have any closing statements, Leah? Um. I think I, I thought, thought of something that I wanted to share just because, like, you know, as I, as I am, ex, you know, exploring and learning my husband and learning marriage with him and doing life with him, there are just certain things that, um, like, you know, the point, it's almost like 
I think before anybody gets married, they should try to understand, like, what is marriage? Mm -hmm. And what is the point of marriage? And, I mean, that's a whole discussion. We're obviously not going to get into that here. And there's a lot of, like, theological things, Mm -hmm. all the things, verses. Um, But I think what's really cool about sex and marriage specifically is, like, the the point of marriage is to literally reflect Jesus' love for the church. Mm -hmm. Like, the the husband is Jesus. The wife is the church. And I just want to say this because I think, like, like I said, there's so much talk about sex, but it's like once you actually understand how beautiful it is and and you realize how like everything about marriage, everything about it, including sex, reflects Jesus and his love for us, you realize like how how serious it is, yeah, um, how important it is, how actually holy it is, and how um, how God can actually be glorified in your sex life. And so I just I thought this was so cool um, that I was like, I have to share this. I don't know why, but I feel like this might give someone a perspective. Uh, But the greatest revelation that I have had about sex, specifically in marriage so far, is that, like I said before, everything I've experienced before my husband has sinned. Mm -hmm. Everything. Like, I actually did not know what sex was supposed to be until I was married. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I got married, it was, like, all, like, me and Rob would joke, like, oh, yeah, like, we're worshiping God with our bodies, like, our bodies, we'd joke about it, like, our bodies are, glor- we're glorifying God now, we can actually do this together, <laughs> it's beautiful, like, yes, God is pleased with our sex, like, we were so excited, um, <laughs> but we actually had no idea what it meant for, like, like, we hear the term, like, sex that is, like, your sex glorifies God, and I, like, one time I thought about that, and I'm like, well, what, did, like, what does that even mean? Sex is actually, like, a physical, like, so marriage is, like, to the, to you and, like, the other person, like, you both become more selfless, you're in this covenant together, you're constantly sharpening the other, when the husband and wife, wife both, um, are actually following Jesus and are full of him, the wife can activate her role as helper, um, the husband can activate his role as the spiritual, like, everything, when your house is in order, everything is so beautiful and how it represents Jesus, but, like, sex specifically is literally a physical representation of Jesus's love for us. And what I mean by that is like, I thought about this. I'm like, well, how can our sex glorify God? When you think about sex, okay, like in marriage, you realize that like, so like basically a sexless marriage would not glorify God, Mm -hmm. right? Like God created sex or marriage. Therefore, if you're not having it in marriage, that means that something is wrong because God wants you to have it. He created it for you in that context you should be doing it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed, it's just, that's how, you know, that's how he designed it. So it's like, you have free reign, do whatever you want, love each other and avoid lustful thoughts. Don't commit adultery, all the things. And it's, it's like this physical, but like I read this article and they explain it so beautifully. It's like, you have sex when like you're happy with your spouse, but you also have like, you have sex on your wedding night to celebrate. Like I get to have sex with my spouse, right? Yeah. But you also have sex after someone in your family dies. Mm-hmm. You also have sex with them after a miscarriage. You also have sex with them after a crazy breakdown. And the point of that is to literally be a physical, like, the fact that Rob and I sometimes are exhausted. Like, it'll be a night where we're both exhausted. Neither of us maybe even want to initiate sex, but maybe one or the other will think, I think we actually need this because mm-hmm. we've had a really busy week and I, you know, I just want to like love this person and give this part of, part of me to them. So I'm going to sacrifice in this moment and show my love to them. That's a small example of us being tired. But honestly, think about like you're really mad at your spouse and you're frustrated or 
Yeah. Something crazy in your life just happened and you don't even know how to cope. And yet you're still deciding, like, I'm going to love the crap out of this person. And, like, sex is, like, sex is the physical representation of the covenant. Of, like, I am choosing you mm-hmm. every single day, no matter what the circumstance. No matter we've had a bad week, a great week. And that is, like, a perfect representation of Jesus' love for us. Because yep. Jesus still loves us. Yeah. Even whenever we don't, like, even whenever the worst things happen to us. Even whenever we don't want him, he still pursues us. And it's just, like... And when I realized that, I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> that, so it almost means that if I actually want to have sex that glorifies God, that means that, like, even whenever my husband is driving me nuts and I'm driving him nuts and we're having, we're frustrated, we're mad at each other, whatever that looks like, to still say I choose you and, mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice this right now to, like, love you and give you this experience and like I want to, I want to pleasure you. I want to give to you. I want to love you in this way. It is literally like a physical manifestation of that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And even like the act of sex itself. So there is um I highly recommend anybody listening to this listens to their stuff, but Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry are are a couple that I love to listen to talk about sex and anything around. Honestly, they're their theological discussions are amazing. I learned so much from them. But Preston Perry specifically said this um, in, in one of their podcast episodes called With the Perrys. And he basically said that even if you think of, like, the actual physical act of sex, of how, like, the, like, how women take longer to get, like, you know, turned on. We take, mm-hmm. we take longer to, like, get heated up. And men kind of don't. He, he was like, I could see, <laughs> just, just see Jackie in the kitchen and be like, <laughs> I want to like, hop all over that. Yeah. I'm ready to go. But and she's over here, like, um, I'm not like you. Got to you know, you got to warm me up. First. Right. But even thinking of that and how we're designed as man and woman, actually also represents Jesus in the church because Jesus loved us before we ever responded to him. Yeah. Like we didn't have to do the church did not have to do anything for Jesus to die for our sins. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And so it's even the physical way that we're wired. Like, men just, like, the fact that they're, like, I'm just ready to go. I see you, and I want you. And, like, I'm going to I'm gonna literally move towards you. And yeah. the woman is, like, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that love that you have. It's just, like, dang. It's deep. Awesome. You realize, like, all these things that are, like, all of it's intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, when you realize how much bigger that is than you, you're just, like, I feel like it creates this new thing in you where you're, like, all right. I, now that I understand, like now that I know in my marriage that actually the health of our sex life affects all these other things, now I know I need to be on guard for certain attacks. Like yep. you, it it affects your position and mm-hmm. how you're now looking at your marriage or how you're looking at your relationship, and it's just like, man, God is just so good yeah. in how He designed these things, and when you actually stop and look at it, when you're in it, you're like. Why did I never, like, why did I never see this before? Mm-hmm. Why did I never pay attention to that? Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly valuable information. And I, I think that's, I'm, like, very happy that you said that, too, because, I mean, A, I didn't know any of those things. Like, genuinely. And also, I think it's important to have that discussion because I feel like a lot of people that are listening to this right now and are kind mm-hmm. of on the fence of, should I wait, should I not wait, hearing that, like... It makes it's me be like, it. let's go. Like, it's <laughs> worth it. Like, it's so worth it. And, and I'm like, there are moments where I'm like, I literally wish I never experienced anybody other than my husband. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I love him that much. 
that like I don't ever want to think I don't want to fathom this experience with anybody else yeah Yeah. because like it's just me and you and I don't want I just like I don't I don't want anybody else in this bedroom (laughs) in this conversation it's me you the bed god god you know what I mean (laughs) the dogs if they're in there oh we have dogs but they do they're not in the room (laughs) that's where I like jump on the bed I'm like what are you doing I know I know oh my goodness yeah like I couldn't even imagine like a dog just looking at you. <laughs> oh so are you going to take me outside? Or... <laughs> I was like, uh, mom and dad, I really don't need to see this. <laughs> I just like, no. feel like a dog would know. But at the same time, like, who cares? Y'all are doing it within the covenant of God. Exactly. So it's like, take that. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this was, like, the funnest podcast yeah. ever. So <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much, Julia, for just bringing so much knowledge and truth and personal experience i feel like so many people including myself is going to listen to this and just learn so much yeah thank you so so much i really i really just like yeah whoever's listening to this know that know that like i love you (laughs) like we love you jesus loves you and like Mm -hmm. these things all sound like i feel like it's a lot to take in and it's a lot to to just to just like ah, where do I even start? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? Like, you can, and God has you, and mm-hmm. he's walking, he sees your heart, he's walking with you in this, and it's so beautiful, and, like, as you're waiting, if you're somebody who's waiting, man, God is going to have something so beautiful for you. You're going to be like me on my wedding night, where I'm just, like, sitting there, like, wow. <laughs> I've, I have made it here, and it is beautiful, and like this is the person God has like there's so much confidence to be able to say that like I made a good decision I trusted God and now you get to build this beautiful life with your spouse and it's amazing (sighs) that makes me so excited for marriage (laughs) sorry Josh I don't want to push you too soon but no no, Josh Josh take your time there's no rush here no rush not at all all. point set finger no I'm just kidding (laughs) So, Leah, do you want to drop some IGs, some handles, or do you have any, like, resources that yeah. you, that you, you, anything at all? Yeah, um, if anybody, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, if you want to follow me on IG, you can. I am, I actually love, I have, like, people who sometimes will randomly text me about relationship things, and it's almost always sex-related. Yep. And I'm like, yes, do that. <laughs> because what I find is that if you're not doing that, it's a lot easier for you to just do the thing yeah. mm-hmm. that you were in question about doing. So, like, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, it's Leah Pia, L-E-A-H-P-E-E-A-A-H. Um, and I think in terms of Reese, yeah, feel free to DM me, too, if you ever want to talk. I'm cool with whatever. Like, I'm here. Talk to me. Um, if I can come alongside you in any way in your walk, like, I would love to do that for you. I'd love to be there for you and be a resource and have more conversations with you if needed. Um, I'm also not an expert, so just want to throw that out there. I'm also human, and I don't have everything figured out yet. Mm-hmm. So, just keep that <laughs> real. Um, yeah, I'm still learning also, and still healing too. So I'm right there with you. Um, but in terms of like content, um, I Regan mentioned the porches. Uh, was it their fantasy series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Watch that. Yeah. Watch every episode and take notes. Uh, Relationship goals by Mike Todd is amazing. Yes. Um, the swipe right, so swipe right book. Those are like the two books I would say in terms of digital content. 
like I said, the Perrys, Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry are incredible. Their testimony is incredible. Um, I won't spoil it for you. I'll leave it for you to find out what their testimony is because it's amazing. But they have a podcast called With the Perrys, and it's like 30 minutes of them talking about whatever thing they're talking about. But specifically on YouTube, they have really good videos. Um, one is amazing where they talk about headship and submission. Mm-hmm. And it is deep. It is biblical. It is like... It, it had me thinking about certain scriptures in ways that I've never thought of. Um, and as a, as a married person, thinking of, like, what is my role as a wife? What does it actually look like to submit? Because it's such a taboo word. Mm-hmm. For a husband, what is your expectations on headship? Um, it's a beautiful video. So I would, I literally, if you Google them on YouTube, you'll find so many things. And honestly, take in as much as you can from them. They're really wise. Um and in terms of, like, that's probably my, my number one, like, go-to couple that I, like, quote-unquote famous couple that I glean from. But honestly, like, find a group of women, like, realistically, practically, find a group of women you can talk to or men. Mm-hmm. If you're a man, I don't know why I just went to women. Um, maybe there's a man listening to this. I don't know. But if you are, find a group of men and women who are on the same path that you are mm-hmm. and be honest with them about what you're going through and invite them to do it with you, like to come with you, um, because it is so much harder to do these things when you don't have those people. You you might fail, your chances of failing are higher. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but it's also nice to know that like you're not alone. Like, yeah. and it's easier to do it when you're when you have people encouraging you, especially when culture's like you just hooked up with somebody, yay, high five, empowered, yeah. yes. Yeah. You're a baddie, strong woman, one night stand, woo. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro, did you tap that? Like, that's literally our culture. And find people who aren't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Find people who will encourage you to be the person that God created you to be, not what everyone else wants you to be, what the world wants you to be. Those are like the most practical things that I could tell you. I love awesome. it. <laughs> Me too. Before we close, I just want to say one thing about Leah on um, Instagram. I definitely recommend following her because not only is she so transparent and she provides such, like, amazing content, but also, like, her activism, too. Like, mm-hmm. not not to get too much into it, but, like, oh, I just appreciate you so much. Like, oh, the things you. that you say and the things that you put out there, it's just... I don't want to get too much into it, but I'll just leave it at that. I appreciate that. Thank we you. love no, it you. It seriously means so much to be here. And like I said, very passionate about these things. And I love that you guys have created this. Um, if you haven't listened to Michaela and Regan's previous podcast, go listen to them. Um, they're both like just the way that you like you guys are also both very honest and you're like, let's actually talk about these things. And the reality is that you don't have to do that. Like you could easily just be like, let's let's either not have this at all. Or let's just talk about something else. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of just like, let's explore the things that people want to hear and let's just create an environment where we can be real and let's talk about what they – like, that is um, – that seems small on paper, but it's actually much bigger of a deal than you realize it is. So thank you for using your voices yeah. and for just, like, being willing to welcome people in and, like, creating this space. Um, and also for inviting me because I just love That's this. Hard. We love you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love you guys. I love you ladies. I keep saying guys, but whatever. Because, you know, I know you're not men. We know you're not men. Um, but I just like, I love this. And I love, um, I love being able to have conversations like mm-hmm. this. So thank you for, for taking that step and like walking in this, because I believe that God is going to bless you guys in this. My heart. Process. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, we love you.
love you too well thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode we had so much fun talking with Yulia and we are so so blessed by you and just like the way you pour into us and Yes. We're so excited to see how you pour into the church in your new position. Um, yes. But yeah, we hope that you guys learn something new and that you guys are growing closer to Jesus through this. Um, but we hope that you tune in to future episodes and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye! Bye. <laughs>